Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. The HR department's priorities, processes, and tools have changed in the past couple of years. New research from Trust Radius, a popular review website for business technology, underscores the extent of this transformation and gives a glimpse of what lies ahead in this year of 2022. Using data sourced from more than 700 HR pros across the US, the 2022 HR Trends Report breaks down some of the biggest for the HR department and the workplace in general. From the continued impact of the Great Resignation, will there ever be an episode where we don't talk about the Great Resignation listeners, and technology's role in DEI efforts to work-life balance and spending forecasting. Joining me on the HR Chat Show today to talk about some of these findings is the awesome Vinay Bhagat, founder and CEO of Trust Radius, a site helping buyers make better product decisions based on unbiased and insightful reviews. And I'm sure if I'm very nice to him, we might be able to get the HR Gazette on there too. Vinay, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Bill. Delighted to talk to you today. So beyond my wee introduction there, why don't you why don't you just straight jump straight in with uh with giving our listeners a bit of an overview of of the Trust Radius 2022 HR Trends Report. Why was it conducted? What were the demographics of the respondents and, and who the findings perhaps are aimed at the most? Absolutely. So Trust Radius, as you mentioned, is a customer review platform and HR is a very, very important sector on our platform. Each year we serve around 650,000 HR buyers who are evaluating technology. And we felt um, uh, that it was important during these really unusual times to provide some strategic insights on key trends impacting HR professionals and to assemble some advice that hopefully that they could find actionable. The report drew from polling 764 HR professionals, uh, everyone from the associate level up to the C-suite across a variety of industries uh, in the United States and globally. Um, The report breaks down some of the biggest trends on the horizon for HR departments and the workplace in general, and the continued impacts of the great resignation, technology's role in DEI, and the importance of work-life balance and spending forecasting. We'll be right back after this message from today's sponsoring partner. Are you struggling to attract talent during this great resignation? AppCast is a global provider of recruitment, advertising technology and enterprise managed services for talent acquisition. The company is a pioneer of programmatic job advertising, which uses clever algorithms to help employers increase engagement with qualified candidates by showing people the right job ads at the right time in the right places. Learn more and request a demo at appcast.io. Appcast, job advertising made simple. Okay, thank you very much. Now then, what findings from Trust Radius's recent report do you find most interesting, Benet, and um, and why? Well, one of the things, as you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, the Great Resignation has been uh, a real phenomenon for this year. But one of the most interesting findings was seventy-seven percent of uh, US HR professionals. Uh, believe that the great resignation is a permanent change in the labor market. And, you know, it's interesting to unpack what that really means. But uh, my, my take on that means that 
Um, there's a belief that the power has shifted to the employee and uh, that with the ability to work remote and um, uh, the desire to kind of control one's, one's work-life balance, um, that uh, the shift in thinking and, and power again from employer to employee has occurred and is permanent and will forever change uh, you know, employee mo- mobility and uh, decision-making around whether they stay with their current role. Um, a second uh, kind of key insight um, is a belief that technology can reduce bias in hiring. DEI was certainly an area of focus of the report, but 49% of HR professionals have a positive take on HR software's impacts on creating a more equitable workplace and preventing bias in hiring. And a third key insight is that HR teams um, have and will spend more on software um, to adapt to uh, the modern workplace environment. 55% of HR professionals say that their companies are already spending more on HR and uh, 45% are planning on spending more in order to upgrade their existing technology stack. Okay, thank you. And uh, was there anything in the report that you found surprising? And if so, what was that? Um, The fact that the great resignation is considered a permanent shift and not just a sort of temporal one-year phenomena, um, I think is sort of super interesting. I think it, again, speaks to the power shift from employers to employees where uh, today's employee just has just a lot more choice um, the barriers to remote work have have been in many cases eradicated, and with that, um, employees are empowered with not just information but um, opportunity um, to 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 be to be mobile and to to vote and to um, therefore um, you know put pressure on their employers to adapt and shift. And so you know that's my take at least on the whole uh, statement that the Great Resignation is permanent. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, it can't continue at these levels, though, hopefully. My goodness me, it, 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 there's so much going on at the moment. Uh, what was it? November, four and a half million in the US quit their jobs. Um, the previous record holder was uh, just two months earlier, September, which I think was 4.3. Um, October was uh, pretty high, too. And and there's also talk of 25% of employees in the US will quit their jobs in 2022. Um, so these numbers do seem pretty high, but... You know, one would imagine if this great resignation is a trend that's going to be here for the next few years, it ought to at least peter down a wee bit. Well, I'd, I'd like for you now to, to share your thoughts on some some big issues facing us this year, if you don't mind. As, as much as possible, it'd be great if you could loop back to the to the findings from the report and and or what you've what you've been hearing from vendors and practitioners to, to reinforce your your points um, for for some of the following. Firstly. What are your thoughts on on the great resignation then, and how do you think companies can position themselves for success amidst mm-hmm. on ongoing talent shortages? You know, we've just established here from the report that this ain't going away. Okay, the great resignation is a thing now, and it's going to be here with us. And you better start looking after your employees because they ain't going to stick around, and, and they're going to be more mobile. Um, so, on, on that first point, how, how do you think companies can position themselves better so that they? Mm-hmm. They can cut through the noise. They can be seen as a as an employer of choice. Mm-hmm. Well, there are really two battles. There's a retention battle, and there's a um, there's a, there's an acquisition or recruitment battle as well. On the retention side, the report points to 
um, the largest causes of the great resignation being stressful working conditions. 31% of HR professionals state that stressful working conditions was the number one cause, followed by low pay, a lack of flexibility, and a failure to address work-life balance. So um, I think there are a number of things that an employer can do um, to, um, to action against those uh, sort of underlying issues. In terms of stress at work, um, I think uh, the pandemic um, has had an interesting consequence that uh, many employees aren't taking their vacations and that kind of leads to added stress. So I think actually ensuring that employees have time off, whether that's their formal vacations or other opportunities uh, for breaks away from things like video conferencing that can get uh, rather sort of stressful, um, you know, day in, day out, hour upon hour is super important. Uh, one of the things that we instituted as a company at the beginning of the pandemic was a monthly self-care day where employees are in, um, encouraged to take time off for themselves, whether that's to hike or just be with family, or even if they're doing some work, just be away from meetings and, and video calls that day. Some companies have gone down the path of having sort of no call days where, again, they just give people quiet time to be productive but to sort of ha- remove themselves from the stress of having um, so many sort of video calls. Um, so I think addressing stress at work is super, super important. Um, I've seen other companies do things like um, provide mindfulness uh, you know, apps for their employees or meditation or other, other kind of capabilities like that just to, to give employees uh, a mental break of some kind. Um, on the salary front, um, benchmarking is critically important. But with employee mobility and the barriers to remote work being dissipated, um, you need to look at national benchmarks and not just local benchmarks. Now, um, in my industry, the tech industry competing for talent is very challenging. Oftentimes, you're up against um, large, very successful companies who can just outbid you. So you have to be competitive. You have to benchmark. But you also have to truly focus on your culture such that people want to work for you for reasons outside of just purely compensation as well. Uh, On the point of flexibility, um, just, uh, again, giving people the chance to sort of be measured on outcomes versus the exact hours they work, I think is sort of an an obvious opportunity for uh, many companies to sort of just operate in that way. But I think um, in general, employers have to realize that there there has been a tremendous power shift to the employee and need to act accordingly. You know, you you have to be the employer of choice. You have to give um, employees the flexibility to do their best work in the way they want to do that work, whether that's um, the choice of location, uh, hybrid, in the office, out of the office, work choices. And again, uh, mindfulness around making sure that they have a healthy work-life balance and uh, don't feel too much added stress. Um, on the recruitment front, um, I think uh, it's also a very challenging environment out there and uh, companies have to first and foremost build a strong and vibrant culture. They need to imp- uh, encourage employee advocacy to drive referrals and to drive social marketing for their employees to um, create the, um, you know, the, the perception that hopefully is jiving with reality that your company is a great place to work. Um, I think uh, there are now a lot of uh, awards that you can compete for that are great from a marketing perspective to attract employees as well. And then uh, just running um, a tight and uh, robust recruiting 
process backed by technology uh, that um, helps you expedite strong candidates as quickly as possible and be seen as a nimble, agile employer who can make decisions quickly. And what about what about DEI efforts then? Uh, we haven't really spoken too much about that yet. Uh, how, how do you see DEI investments and efforts expanding this year and beyond? Which vendors perhaps are doing a good job helping to provide solutions for rollout and adoption of new DEI practices and, and, and processes? If, you know, if you're able to do any shout outs of any folks, perhaps are listed on one of your sites, mm-hmm. um, feel free to do so. Um, but it's been it's been a, a source of huge uh, investment over the last couple of years. Um, the last the last 18 months, certainly. Um, so t- tell us a bit about which vendors are, are doing a good job and and um, any any tips to, to roll out DEI in the right ways. Yeah. Um, so the survey overall found that HR professionals pr- feel pretty divided in how effective they're being right now. Um, 60% of respondents do describe their companies as diverse. Um, perceptions of equity and inclusiveness uh, typically around 44 to 43%, so below the halfway mark. So I think, you know, <clears throat> being intellectually honest, most HR professionals are saying we're doing so-so as an industry on the topic of DEI. Uh, to your point, there are now a number of recruiting tools that remove bias in recruiting. Um, I recently became exposed to a company called Seekout Social that is basically a search engine that. Um, allows you to sort of um, mitigate and sort of remove bias from your searching process. Um, And actually, you can add filters to proactively look for minority candidates, for example, uh, through that process uh, and through that tool as well. Um, Some of the um, interviewing tools as well now allow for uh, a degree of candidate anonymity. So um, while you may be doing a video conference, maybe there's some masking that's occurring to, again, uh, mitigate any potential for bias in the recruiting process. And I think good old-fashioned training is super important as well. Um, one of the things that we did um, a couple of years ago was to just run training on um, unconscious bias. I think as human beings, it's, a, um, it's easy to let unconscious bias creep in, and I think people just need to be educated and made, made to be self-aware. And I think, again, some of the tools I mentioned are great additions. Vinay, I'm going to make you a little bit sad now because we are already coming towards the end of this chat. I feel like we've only just started getting to know each other. Um, I'll definitely have to get you on again, sir. Um, but before we do wrap up for you, with you, uh, just two more questions. Um, here's a quote. Customer reviews are critical for any SaaS business, not only in getting continuous feedback on how customers are using your platform, but also to validate to prospects the value of your product. That's a quote from from, from your site. Um, and it's from a chap called Hunter Montgomery. What a name. Who's the chief marketing officer uh, at Chum Zero Computer Software. So um, why don't you take a minute or so before we do look to wrap up here and, and tell our listeners how Trust Radius is helping to empower HR software vendors to, to get noticed. Well, in, in simple terms, we, we've seen a, a massive shift in the last five to 10 years in terms of how technology gets bought. 60% of professionals are millennials. Um, and what distinguishes today's technology buyer is a desire to self-educate before they talk to sales. They want to try products. 
they want to learn as much as they can uh, about you know about products and they want the authentic truth and they really crave insights from their peers whether that's uh, reading reviews or actually having conversations with people in their network they they crave the whole truth about a product and a lot of their search process is now done online through search engines through using a site like ours so the role that we play is helping technology vendors whether they're hr vendors or in other industries adapt to how buyers want to buy today we help them um, get noticed by having them be listed and reviewed in an authoritative way by their customers on our site. We help them differentiate themselves by teasing out how they're different to other products, again, through getting their, getting their customers to champion uh, them. We help them um, use the voice of the customer in their own media channels, their, their websites, their digital marketing, uh, enabling their sales team to use that content as well. And we also help them understand who is buying. So we track um, data about uh, which companies are in market searching for different types of software, whether that's workforce management or applicant tracking or workforce analytics. And we can provide that intelligence to technology vendors so they can concentrate their ad spend on the companies that are actually buying instead of wasting it on companies who are not in market today. So in simple terms, we help uh, vendors engage buyers how they want to be engaged today. Cracking. And just finally for today, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's LinkedIn, maybe it's your email address, maybe you're all over TikTok. Uh, and how can they learn? <laughs> and how can they learn more about some of the things happening over at Trust Radius? Welcome to email me at Vinay at TrustRadius.com. Uh, Twitter, I'm on Twitter at Vinay Bagat. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn is probably my primary channel, uh, but very, very active on LinkedIn as well. And to learn more about TrustRadius, um, visit TrustRadius.com. If you're a technology vendor and you'd like to learn more about TrustRadius, click on the For Vendors link on our website. Excellent. And I'm sure there'll be some links in the show notes as well listeners well that just leaves me to say for today Vinay Bagat thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show thank you so much Bill it was a pleasure and listeners as always until next time happy working and please do continue to stay safe thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette